Hey, co-workers. Good evening. Good evening. <laughs> oh, co-workers, I'm tired. I'm tired, co-workers. How y'all feeling, co-workers? How y'all doing out there? Truth is you. Hey y'all! Hey. It's Thursday. Quarantine. You ain't got no job. No, you. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we do got a job. I was trying to do Friday, but I do have a job. I need to do have a job. Yes, 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 yes. Nah, I ain't finna say that. Especially the situation that's going on. <laughs> <laughs> Does it say watch have to stay where we are? Stay positive. We're gonna, we're gonna do this show. We're gonna make it therapeutic. We're gonna, <laughs> we're gonna have some fun tonight. Okay. All right. Y'all need your coworkers a little time to log in? Yes. All right. We're gonna get coworkers a little time to log in. Let me log in. Let me. <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna do that because I mess up every time. See, right now somebody texting me. Let me try. I got my phone up. Vibrate. <laughs> oh. <clears throat> All right. So, y'all ready to get started? Yep. All right. All right. Yes. So, coworkers, thank you first for tuning in. We know it's, uh, it's a little later than usual, but we thank y'all so much for coming. So, stay with us. All right. Um, so, tonight, we have a, of course, we have a show for you. So my name is Isis, and this is Business and Bullshit. We are three women. Three perspectives. One podcast. All right. So as normal, let's get into church announcements. Amber, can you can you lead us to church announcements this evening? Um, Let me see. Um, I, As always, you know, I am representing the, the brown and bougie when it comes to the black delegation. All right. And in light of, you know, the, the Meg Thee Stallion and Beyonce Savage remix, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. And then, I don't know if you saw on Mother's Day that Kirk Franklin and his daughter, you know, people did the, you know, cause I'm a mama. We just wanted everyone in the brown and bougie to know you don't have to choose. You can be a mama and a savage. It is not required for you to pick one or the other. That is all. That is a word unto today. Thank you for blessing us on this evening. On this evening, can you say that one more time for the people? You can do you what? Do not, you do not have to choose between being a mama and a savage. So, I can do. I can do both. You can. You can do I, both. 
I can do both. You can praise, dance, and pole dance, all you like. Yes, yes, you can do both up in here. Yes, you can. (laughs) All right, so, Dre, you got any church announcements? I do. My committee for for the Black delegation, both of my committees met, and we decided to have a joint meeting. I am part of the strategic planning as well as the membership intake portion of the um, Black delegation, and we've decided that before you can invite someone to a cookout, um, you must um, send an application. You must request Mm -hmm. approval at least 7 to 14 business days prior to when you want them to come to the cookout. What we're not going to do going forward in the 2020 and the going forwardness of the world is just invite any and everybody to the cookout because what's been happening is we have been, well, you all, not me, have been inviting um, mediocre people to the cookout and people who don't deserve to be there in the first place and therefore it's causing issues in the Black community. So I need you all, the, the, um, the website, it's the applications on the website, Again, seven to 14 business days. And um, now we're going to hold you responsible for the actions of the people that you invite to the cookout. And so if you bring someone, you don't get a warning. You cannot go, come to Wakanda. They don't get a warning? Ain't no warning. Oh. Um, it's questionable. We're still trying to decide if you can get into Zamunda, but that's not looking favorable. Most of us have voted against that. Mm. Uh, we just decided to have a recess and because the, the conversation got heated. So we're okay. going to have a recess and come back to decide if you can at least get into Zamunda, but no, it doesn't look, doesn't look promising. Okay. All right, coworkers, you heard it. No more uh, just free invitations to the cookout. There is an, a screening process, so you've been warned. Uh, no more. We're not gonna have these issues. Everybody can't come, and it's it's almost cookout season. So, can we screen current members? We can might we, have to. Can we screen people that have been coming to the? Oh cookout? no, you have to resubmit everyone. So even okay. if you got a free pass in the in the past, you have to re, you have to submit that person. Like it's okay. not. Oh, okay. Well, you know, Shani Kwashia, um, because they can't get the the name correctly. They started naming their kids after us. Um, incorrectly, um, you, they can't get a free pass. You know, Rachel can't come. Sean King, you know, he doesn't automatically get one. You have to resubmit those people for review. Ah, okay, I got you. And it's it's necessary. It's absolutely necessary. So I under I understand. Okay. Um, I understand. My only church announcement is uh, uh, I don't even know what committee I'm on. I'm just gonna make this church announcement. Um. Struggle love does not have to be your ministry if you do not want it to be. I just, just a reminder, struggle love does not have to be your ministry if if you don't want it to be. You are allowed to ask for what you want and what you need. Um, If you don't want to build a bear, you don't have to build a bear. So struggle love does not have to be your ministry. I want y'all to get free in this place, okay? Or as they said in a different world, relax, relate, release. Relax, relate, release. (laughs) Um, we have a comment from one of the co-workers. Crystal um, Mercer said, love the Black women backgrounds and love the Black women in front of those backgrounds. Oh, yeah. thank you, Crystal. Such also a said, no struggle love. No, str- no struggle love. That's my church announcement. All right. Well, if um, all heads and minds are in agreement, let's go on and get into tonight's uh, topic. 
All right, so coworkers, tonight we are talking about mixed conversations. Uh, mixed conversations, you know, are we, is it okay, is it right to talk in mixed company about things that are happening within our culture, amongst ourselves, um, not just white people, but any, any other ethnicity race? Um, is it okay to have certain conversations in mixed company? And so uh, we're going to get into that tonight. So what I want to know is, uh, I'm going to go with Dree. Uh, Dree, how do you define mixed huh? conversation? Can you hear me? Got me? <laughs> I can hear you. Uh, oh, okay. I think you pretty much said it. I think it's a conversation with non-Black people um, about issues and episodes and <laughs> miniseries that affects us, whether it be a current event, a problem that's um, new or persistent in our community. Amber, how do you define mixed conversation? Any conversation that centers us, focused on us, is about us, but is had in front of someone who is not us. In other words, conversations that are fubu and y'all have invited other people to the picnic. Huh? which is why people must resubmit their cookout application. And that, this is why people feel like they have a free pass to the cookout is because you putting them in our business. You know, um, they feel as though, oh, I came to a couple um, colored sections, you know, so-and-so invited me, I can now come to the cookout. No, application pending or rejected. Gotcha. All right. So, and I kind of defined mine when I introduced the question, basically conversations we're having with people who don't look like us, um, don't have the same experiences. So that's my definition of a mixed conversation. All right, so my next question is, do we not want to have those conversations because of what we call white gaze? Um, or is it just, is it uncomfortable? Um, what are some reasons you don't like having mixed conversations? For me, it's because there are sometimes cultural truths that are, we know them to, even if they are funny, be, you know what I'm saying, a little accurate. And we also, I think, can understand that we are not a monolith. And so I think that when you have these conversations in mixed company, it's not like those same jokes or things that we would make become reinforcements of stereotypes versus us being able to have a conversation and we know that you know what i'm saying like like i've never actually had a big mama but i know i can crack a big mama joke and you know what i'm saying like you know we you'll we know, get it right we know what it is so like reinforcing the stereotypes for the majority to me puts us at a, a at a detriment, if you will, because they already have these ideas about who we are and what we are. Dre? I think it's for what Amber said. Um, I don't not want to have them specifically for white gays, but I think when you invite someone to your table, they feel like they can eat. That's, that's um, creating an inclusive environment so where they feel as though um, that they could contribute um, insert themselves, feel a part of a culture or, or something that they can't, they have no reference point to. And then they may carry um, those conversations back to their friends and then their friends also may feel like they're included. And then now we got a whole bunch of uninvited folks to the cookout. 
And I'm wondering, right, so we talk, when we have our conversations um, about our culture, about experiences that we have, are white people, are other ethnic groups sitting around talking about how can we champion for black people? Are they having those conversations? Are they checking their their friends, their relatives um, about the experiences that they um, that we talk about in the conversations that some of them try to be um, try so desperately to be a part of? Okay, all right. So coming off of that, we know that a lot of conversations happen because we have this medium known as social media. So. With that tool between whichever one you're on, Facebook, Snapchat, Twitter, Kickback, whatever it is, because y'all know it's a whole lot of them out there. Um, what are some of the positives you've seen come out of having mixed conversations? And then what are some of the negatives you've seen um, as far as mixed conversations? Because it's going to happen on social media. You know, we have certain conversations. People kind of come in and you're just kind of like, this wasn't for you, but since you're here, um let me tell you you know some people feel the need to explain and other people like yeah this one for you you might want to back up out this status so what harm has social media done for mixed conversations and then what good has social media done i think that i don't know about harm but you know there can often be a certain freedom when you must read someone when they interjected a conversation and they got nothing to do with them like there is a you get like an extra like stripe in your, you know, in, in your melanin cap. And um, it, it's just, <laughs> it feels, it can feel so good. Um, because it's like, oh, you thought that because I posted this and I was using my voice, you thought you could use yours in this space. Oh, no, 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 no. So um, I think that, you know, it has been helpful, if you will, because you can have certain conversations um, and healing because when you want to jump in a conversation I didn't invite you in, you can get checked. Um, I don't know. Like I, I see people, like especially Black Twitter. Like Black Twitter gives me so much life and so I love. Love Um, I love a good Black Twitter. Whatever the heck is going on that day, and what I see is I see. A lot of, I hate to call out, consistently call out one group of people, but it is what it is. I constantly see white women injecting themselves into Black Twitter. And um, then they become the, as Amber talked about, the dragging post. So for example, when someone said, I can't wait for hair stores to reopen so I can go get some hair products. And someone said, well, Sally's is open. What is we going to get at Sally's? What, is like, we what gonna exactly get? is going to happen here? What, and so it's like, polish. So I don't really know the woman's intentions. It did seem to be condescending. I think we've all see, saw that, that, um, that tweet. And it's just like, you could have just sat there. Like, why, why did you have to? Like, Sally's is a national brand. So if it was that easy we would have done it already right and you know when when you go this this is a learning lesson so you go to sally's to get your product we can hope say so what we can hope that it's a learning lesson i mean they don't hope, it's, yeah, hope. you can but hope you 
alleys to get your hair care products, do you see any Afrocentric products when you go outside of like a headband or you know you're not uh, looking for? Right. You ain't even checking for me and Sally. So how can you suggest a store that you don't even check? Now you come to my hood, you gonna, you know, you come over here where I live, you know. Um, the one that's near me is off of Asher and Colonel Glenn. That's gonna be obvious that they have African American and Hispanic hair care products because of the neighborhood that is located in. But your Sally's probably ain't even nowhere. Near. There isn't a Sally's near my house. I mean, there's one in Southwest that's barely open, but you know, so that type of thing where you try to come in on my experience and check me or us, but you ain't checking for me and your life experiences. And um, I can use that shampoo. You knew you ain't never seen me pick up that shit. You knew you ain't never been on the aisle with me in your whole life and seen somebody pick up the same. You you ain't you ain't never seen it. You I can't tell you the last time I went to a Sally's. I, I can't. I didn't remember the last time I went to a Sally's. And two seconds. Where's the closest Sally to you? One. Sally's. Um. Um. Southwest. Rodney Perra. See, I didn't even know what oh, was yeah, up there. Over there by the um, DMV. Yeah. So that tells that tells you right there. I'm not checking for Sally's because it's not because it only takes you going in there one time. That's why you go in Sally's one time, you realize you were not invited. You ain't got no reason to come back. That's and the thing big. about it is, it's funny because one of my therapeutic stops is the hair store, Peacock Wigs. Um, my mom used to take me there late 80s, early 90s, 90s, period. And they used to, I don't know why the hair store is therapeutic for me because I don't really go in there and spend a whole bunch of money. But um, when I do go to my hair stores, I don't see none people of color in there. And I'm using that term specifically because I do see some, some Hispanic or biracial or multiracial people, but I don't see none people of color in there. Gotcha. And then for me with social media, I think it has given people a level of freedom because what, what they call them, uh, keyboard warriors. So people feel a little bit more free to do stuff or say stuff. I have to watch it because I'm like, is this conversation for me? No, nah, I'm going you know, to leave it alone. Um, but definitely with Black Twitter, been on Black Twitter for a while now where you know when the whole Black Lives Matter movement took off and people were all lives matter. And it's like, no, we talking about Black lives right now. And so absolutely, um, certain people like to interject themselves and it's like, hey, we, we didn't invite you to the cookout, so we don't need you to stay over there on that hashtag, we good in our lane. Um, so I think social media has been, I, I think it's kind of a, it goes back and forth because it does get certain conversations going, but then there are some people who they just like to troll, you know? So with mixed conversations, it's kind of like, do I really want to put this out here on the internet? Am I ready for the feedback? Do I feel like reading people for filth today? Okay, I, let's go. <laughs> I think that it's a it's a it's a twofold thing, right? Yeah. Because when I when I say mixed conversations, I mean there are times where I may choose to not even address my people mm -hmm. because I don't need you to know that I'm that mad about what's going on. You know what I'm saying? Like you know how like what happens in my house need to stay in my house. Absolutely. Like, it's one thing for us like in this space to joke about the Rona parade or you know what I'm saying like all of that but I would never on my personal Facebook page get on there and go off about I can't believe the nakers you know what I'm saying like or this, this is because I just don't need you seeing me arguing you know what I'm saying even arguing or disagreeing with 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 mine 
Like that, that's my family. And, and for me, it's like cousin may have messed up, but let me check cousin at home. You won't see me check cousin because all you need to know is that me and cousin is together. And kind of piggybacking off of what Amber said, like for those who are pressed to be in mixed conversations, like how often do we get invited to your conversation? Boom. Secondly, um, are you know, I'm out here checking my people privately. Are you checking your people? Like you should be so busy as an ally that you ain't, you ain't got time. Can you, you say that one more time? Can, can you say it one more time? You should be so busy trying to be an ally that you ain't got time to be in our mixed conversations. At the very least, you ain't even got to be a whole like ally and advocate. Just raise your kids to not be, you know, just just raise them to not go in schools and do weird, you know. And you know, the three of us do a lot of free education out here in these social media and platform streets. So, you know, when you see us in a public forum, by all means, participate in those conversations, become educated, develop yourself, but you ain't got to be like, Jerry, what you and Amber be talking about in your problem? We be talking about you. You. you, you. We talks about you. Gotcha. All right, so kind of coming off of that question, is there a time and place for conversations amongst us only? When we see something, how do we address that? And in, in, in what space do we need to do that? So this, that's that's tough for me. Okay. Because I like to believe that I am for truth, no matter who tells it, and I am for justice, no matter who it is for or against. So I may not post in my own space, right, if I disagree with something, but if I see that maybe a friend, a cousin, you know what I'm saying, has posted something and it is incorrect, and I mean like whether it's factual culturally or you know what i'm saying like educationally like scholastically it doesn't matter i may message either them on their post if i feel like teaching that day or you know what i'm saying in the in the thread but i just think it depends on their audience as well i know i like i hate to say it like that there are some friends i know you ain't got a nail white friend you know what i'm saying like i know i know them well enough to know you ain't got one if you got five thousand friends you probably only got two you know what I'm saying? So like, to me, that's different if I say something on their page versus maybe someone like me who I went to North Pulaski growing up. So my friend list is very, you know what I'm saying? Very diverse. So I don't know. I mean, I... Okay. So something you still kind of battle with. Mm-hmm. Okay. Drew, what about you? So I do a mixture of things. One, I see who the person is posting. And like Amber said, if I feel like educating that day, um, depending on how wild out you are, I may just block you or unfriend you and move on with my life because, you know, one thing, you know, Harriet Tubman has always been an icon of mine, but one thing I had to realize that Harriet Tubman ain't bring everybody to freedom. And I had to just accept that that ain't my mission in life. You know, now when you get there, we can have those conversations. Um, so what I try to do is I try to, if I see enough of something, I try to just do a general post on my page. Again, depending on who the person is. I may go to their inbox. I may say what it, what it is I'm going to say on their page. But I typically may go to my page and just do a general post, say what it is I'm going to say, and move on in life. Because if I see enough of it, that means, okay, it's enough people that have this belief system. And for some reason, people be listening to me. I don't even know why. 
but um, we've could, had this conversation. But okay, if I could use my platform um, to you know give awareness and educate, etc., um, you know, and I have to check myself too sometimes. It's sometimes that I'm like, um, you know, with the and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not gonna say check. I have to reevaluate myself sometimes. So like when the whole incident came out with um chinese and chinese americans reaching okay. out to black people like saying hey you all have been oppressed they're oppressing us and the thing about it is i'm never going to intentionally be the uh, try to oppress other people uh or fan the flames when other people are being oppressed um but outside of my place of employment you know my main goal is black people you know what i'm saying and um you know i want to be i try to be as fair as possible um in life, but as far as my energy outside of my job, um, it's for black people. And I have to look at who has oppressed us. And in reality, the thing about it is whenever we're marching, whatever we are um, doing an economic boycott or whatever we do, um, people come in a year or decade or two later and piggyback off what we do. Whatever legislation we get passed, whatever social action we get in place, somebody else, some other minority group is going to always come behind us and benefit from that. They're going to take that up um, on their platform. So if I keep doing the labor for Black folks, I'm going to eventually um, affect everybody else. Absolutely. And not just to limit that question in social media, what about in the workplace? Like, what happens with mixed conversations in the workplace? If y'all watch Insecure, season one, there was an incident where they had a young lawyer coming in. Um, her name was Dada, and Dada was her authentic self. And they asked Molly to speak with her, you know, basically, can she tone it down? So what happens, you know, even in the workplace, friendships that are mixed? How do you have certain, con like, how do you approach mixed conversations? Now, my friend, okay, so there's two different things for me. One... <clears throat> um, oh, I will say our coworker said that a friend of hers posed a question on her page. What are you doing to raise your white children not to kill my black sons? Hmm. I saw that. And um, as somebody with two black sons, it, I don't know, that, that it does something to me to even have to think about the fact that, you know, I have to teach my son to not be killed by your child. But like, are you going the extra step to teach your child and not kill mine? I know that, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's just- I don't see any answer to that yet. Okay. No, that's what I'm saying. Like you, like I'm over here cause I know I'm educating mine about yours. You know what I'm saying? Like, are you in that space being what you say you are? Anyway, in that lane, when it comes to mixed conversations professionally and in my, and in friendship, for me, there's this thing, authenticity and integrity. Um. I'm going to call a spade a spade, even in mixed conversations. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say, that's not okay. This isn't okay. Whether it's all us, you know what I'm saying? Or in a mixed conversation. And if it's a mixed conversation with a friend, I'm going to say, I'm sharing with you. This is my truth. But like, and I'm going to let them know where you're not. Like, this is where we going, you know what I'm saying? It's kind of how um, my social studies teacher, I just always remember she always said that, your rights end where someone else's begin, you know? So like, I can share my truth with you, but you don't get to own my truth. You know what I'm saying? You can pause right here at the edge of it and hear it, but you don't, you don't get to interject or, or make space in mine. 
Okay, teacher, that's what I'm talking about. Dree? So I'm in a unique situation um, in my job where I sit at tables for the sheer purpose to make sure that people aren't discriminated against, whether it be policy, um, procedures that's put in place. And I call it out. Um, I'm a direct person. <laughs> and sometimes it's just saying it. You know, there's a lot of, um, in general, whether it's race-related or gender-related, people can only see things from their lens, right? So a lot of conversations I have is about defining a family, defining what, okay, we're gonna allow someone's family to have access to ABCD. Well, if you grow up, grew up to where your family is a, a husband and wife and some kids, you're not purposely trying to exclude a, maybe a same sex couple, maybe someone with multiple partners. You're not, that's not your purpose but you're still doing it, right? So I don't have to like jump on the table and say, you're discriminating against, um, you know, an ethnic group because da, 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 da. It could just be like, hey, have y'all considered that everybody, uh, family dynamic is different. Some people have the community uh, model where you got 20 relatives that may be in on a call about the health of a student or a patient or whatever. And so posing, posing it, like it, it doesn't have to be Afro, Angela Davis, every single conversation, but I do cause it out. As far as a friend, I think people who know me know I'm direct. And so if they're coming to me, they probably know to come with their, I guess, thick skin because of, I guess, how I write to people. But I think they're genuinely trying to see, okay, was I wrong? What's your opinion or whatnot? And I just say, hey, this is my vantage point, right? Um, and just because you're black doesn't mean that you're not problematic. Doesn't mean that you, you know, you don't have blinders. Um, a lot of conversations that I have with, um, Ben black. Carson. <laughs> Say that again. Just because you black don't mean you're not problematic. All skin folk ain't kin folk. So a lot of com some conversations I have with black people is about, um, you know, in general privilege, but it's usually some type of economic um, privilege. And so, you know, you had your car, you had your degrees at cool, but a lot of populations I work with, you know, I'm having to educate them on what we would consider basic things as far as politics, civic engagement, um, hygiene, how to access resources and a lot of, you know, one thing that really fried my chicken was when, um, you know, everybody was like, shut the state down. You know, I'm like, people got to work. If you don't work, you don't eat. That's some real stuff. I think that's in somebody's Bible. But that's, you know, um, that's some Man, say man don't. It didn't say nothing about woman. I just like to clarify that. <laughs> I just want to clarify. It said man don't work. That's all, it's all right. So it's like you got people who psychologically feel as though they have to go to work or they won't have a check to feed their family. And then people are talking about, well, they can file for bankruptcy. We don't have a positive experience in our, right, like who? With our, first of all, we don't have a positive experience with most attorneys. Who gonna pay for this? So, um, you know, there there's conversations that we have that's based off of a certain level of privilege. And, and when I say education, I'm not always talking about a formal education just awareness that's that awareness he's like look at the bootsy conversation and all the people like oh my god she they he ain't do nothing wrong with his son and trying to have a conversation with mainly a group of men about how that was child malice you know molestation you know what i'm saying like 
having those conversations. I don't really have them conversations because I work with sex, um, by, you know, um, sex workers and domestic violence, right? You know, people who've been raped. So I just, for my mental health, unless somebody tag me in, I try to get in those conversations. And I'm saying that to say that in uh, conversations are mixed conversations, you got to preserve your mental health. Oftentimes operate in monoliths, but we also have class differences just within our culture. And you're absolutely right about the conversations. You coming from this lens, but this person doesn't know how to get access like like they do. Right. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you now. Okay. Um, all right, last question and then we'll get into the to the bullshit part of the show. All right. Due to the history of African Americans in this country, is there still the need to be validated as good enough? And does that prevent us from having conversations in mixed company? Dang, the last question is the. That's, like, oh. <laughs> that's a lot. I need to write it. Hold on. Hold on. Okay. So, first of all, the hit. Oh, go ahead. Did you, Drew, you want that one first? Or? Can, you, can you repeat the question <laughs> for a little bit slower? Because I want to make sure I get every point. Okay. Due to the history of African Americans in this country, is there still the need to be validated as good enough? And does that prevent us from having conversations in mixed company? Forever. And I say that because until we <laughs> revolt or whatever else <laughs> ever, then mainstream culture is not ours. And by that, I mean, it's, it's ours because the undercurrent or as, um, as Melissa Harris Perry said, black women are the mule of society. Um, like there's always going to be this need until we have enough of our own spaces to get in certain spaces. And sometimes in order to play the game, you, I mean, in order to get in certain spaces, you play the game. Um, I mean, I think about it as simple as 15 years ago when Beyonce most certainly let them make her skin lighter for magazines and you know what I'm saying like we had nothing but this straight blonde hair and all of that then she became a billionaire and then she had this fro and was everybody need to get in formation you know what I'm saying like I just think of it in, in those terms even when it comes to professionalism like I had faux locks for like, I wore them for like two years. I fell in love with them. The night before it was time for me to go to work, I almost had a panic attack, like thinking, oh my God, am I gonna go into this office as the diversity specialist and train with these locks in? Like, it was like, like for real, like a, a whole ha needing to take a breath moment. And then even when I was like pulling up at the institution that day, I was like, okay, we finna do this, like we finna, you know, and then after that first day, I was like, these mama lots, you know, <laughs> you know, they ain't even, real, but they mine today, you know what oh, I mean? Oh, they yours, they yours. They mine, but like the sheer fact that that crossed my mind, that I even had to have that moment to me just speaks to, you know what I'm saying, society as a whole, because I have always loved who I am, being pro-black, like all of these things, and still had that whole pause moment over Folox. So I do think that there are certain things like, you know, like social, like being able to socialize and move up professionally that may cause conversations to not be had in certain spaces. But I still think that there needs to be this level of authenticity and integrity about who you are 
when it comes to those conversations. Because I don't mean be silent. You know, I may say it nicer than I would have said it if we were not inside this room and at this table. Because I'm going to say it, but it just made the messaging may be different. Andrew? That's a lot. So um, now this is I'm going to say this, and this is a very unpopular opinion. I think what people fail to realize is that we're African-American. And um, as much as we're, we're our own forest, our own culture, we still have a lot of American ideologies and principles embedded in us. And that comes along with wanting to be validated. And um, who is the validator is the white people, you know, the majority, whoever the, you know, that majority is gonna be. Um, and as well as ourselves, you know, um, just to be transparent in my um, being African journey, you know, I'm just like, why can't black people do this? Why can't black people do that? And I had to realize like, I like nice shit too. And I like <laughs> this and I like that thing that someone else may be like, you ain't down for the cause because there are things that I like. And um, black people aren't monolithic. You know what I'm saying? People from the South are different than people from up North, just geographical things. Where Amber grew up, at versus where I grew up has a different, you know, bench score. Neither is right, neither is wrong, neither one is better. None of that. It's just, it's different. And so um, there are some Black people who may not need to be validated by the white gays, but about their parents or a man or a woman. So I think as a human um, nature to want to be validated, I think we're gonna always need our own spaces. And for some reason, when African, when black people want their own spaces, is this issue. Jewish people had their own spaces, Italians, Polish, white people, you know, everyone had, you know, just being in a Greek organization, yes, we have um, non-black people in our organization, but just being a Delta, we have our own space, right? And so um, a culture in our community is a group of people with like-minded ideas. So I don't know why when we want our own space, it's deemed as um, reverse racism or something negative or, or some type of exclusionary, I mean, it's exclusion, excluding people, but it, it has to be, that word has to be thrown around when it's just like, we're like any other culture. I hope I answered your question. You so no, you, you answered it perfectly because we're getting okay. ready to move on shortly. But y'all can um y'all can thank that question for the last book that I just finished reading. And the last part of it was talking about how it's called Stony the Road, but it was talking about how coming out of slavery, um, the great migration and how African Americans started doing things. Of course, it talked about Du Bois, but how African Americans started doing things for approval to be seen good enough. And here we are in 2020, still doing the same thing. So that's where that question, thank the book for that. Um, but it's just, it was funny listening to that and I'm going, we can ready to have this conversation. Can we elaborate? What do they mean by we're doing the same? Well, I would say, well, I would say, well, or we just say everybody can't be Django. I'm just saying. Everybody, right, everybody right. Can't be Django. <laughs> I'm not saying that, you know, don't nobody won't necessarily, you know, um, to be the whoever Samuel Jackson was, but they are necessary, unfortunately. And by necessary, I mean that you have the revolutionaries, you can have the Jangos. Somebody is keeping um, the majority comfortable while the revolutionaries are plotting and planning. So everybody is necessary in the in the. Uh, I don't say everybody necessary. Let, I'm let gonna me, say I'm gonna say that everybody. They may also be expendable. 
but they are also necessary. <laughs> I'm gonna say that they're they're it's like a chess game, right? So I ain't gonna say everybody necessary. I'm just gonna say everybody is a player in the game. Everybody, you know. I, I mean, you can sacrifice a pawn or two, like sometimes. Maybe. So I won't say the same thing. I'm just saying those conversations, like the text that as it was reading, I'm going. We're still we're still having these conversations even to to this day. And so it was just very interesting as we were getting ready to come into this podcast. But I guess my thing I feel like it's a hunt. Go ahead. Well, Go I ahead. guess this is a general question because um, I hadn't read it. But I guess my thing would be when we stop being oppressed, we can have different conversations, right? Okay. Like, it's not like we two years, 200 years out of slavery. It's not like, you know, like we still having the conversation. Jim Crow just ended last week. We still having conversations. <laughs> No, just, we just finished fighting for them to not segregate LRSD. Yes, we still having the same conversation. No, it's racism died in 08 when Obama got elected. That's when racism ended. It ended. It ended. It ended. All ended. Of it. All when Obama of it. got elected, racism ended. How dare you? I'm not even going to comment on that because my comments <laughs> get me fired from my real job. <laughs> but um, I'm just going to say when we stop getting oppressed and when we become liberated, we can start talking about are we going to stop eating ribs at the cookout? You know, something else. Something like, can we talk, you know, health and whatnot. Like, yeah, it's time for the fashion show. Yes. Boom. All right. Thank you, ladies. All right. So let's have some fun because we got to get ready to wrap up soon. Hey, more co. Hey, co-workers. Y'all got any comments? Anything as far as our conversation tonight? Zombie skirt. I know this is a tough topic. They be out there having mixed conversations. Okay. All right. So they out there still in the game. Janelle is having mixed conversations because I read her post, um, and it was an article, and I was like, Janelle, do I want to click on this? Cause see, I will go a whole um, dissertation. Off of some stuff. So I'm like, Janelle, like... I couldn't do it. Do I Do I need... To, should I? I was having a pretty decent day. I was getting accomplished. I was like, she was like, no, it's trauma. I was like, I can't I even click on it because I was like, I don't, I don't need that in my life. You don't need that. I saw the post and I was like, because see, I've been wanting to for the past couple of days post something about um it's like I told y'all about my high school and you know what I'm saying I went to school all the way out and and to have these spaces where I have friends like they don't even understand fear like I will walk in the hood before I the the before they understand the fear that I've experienced going to your house to meet your parents because none of my friends look like me in high school you know what I'm saying like when it came to my extracurricular activities like Hmm. Your mama stay in Jacksonville, and you know what I'm saying like all these Jacksonville. Anybody going Jacksonville? That's why I'm all across the river. I grew up there before we moved to Little Rock, so I I, I completely get it. But you I, know, and with that, like I was talking to Semi Bay the other um was it yesterday? I think. Okay, Semi Bay. No. So <laughs> I was saying how I get concerned with the black men who are in my family or I know plutonic friends, etc. Like just how I'm fearful of certain things that happen. Them living in certain areas, them going to certain areas, them coming home late at night, them coming from a homeboy's, you know, and he was talking about the first time that he had a gun pulled on him and he was 15 years old in his neighborhood. Oh. You know what I'm saying? It ain't like we talking about going to Jacksonville, Sherwood, for those who are not in the um the Little Rock Metroplex area, 
when we were growing up, those were predominantly white neighborhoods. Um, so we're talking about going into other people's neighborhoods, but I can't imagine having a gun pulled on me or someone I love in our neighborhood by the police. I just can't imagine that. That's got to be traumatic. Like, wow. I do I have uh, somebody somebody commented on Twitter. Uh, Amy. Hey, Amy. She said, I'm watching your BNB live on Facebook right now. Thanks for giving me the chance to listen and learn. Who is that, Amy? Ex on the Sherwood. Our coworker, coworker Fred said, no, on the Sherwood. I'm with you. I just, it's just, I mean, that's real. It's just certain areas you're like, okay, um, I got to get back home. I don't need to be here after a certain time. Um, real talk. Okay. My, I just um, don't go. Like I didn't go. Don't, I didn't go to the other side of the river growing up. Like to me, <laughs> like if I met a dude from um North North um, Alaska or somewhere or Mills that's south, but well that's south of the river. But to me, that was like a long distance relationship, and um it was like that's far. Even now, it's like a long distance relationship. But it was kind of like I didn't hear anything positive about it. And if I wasn't going to do um, anything from school, science fair, band related or whatever, I was in there growing up. Like I didn't really have no, I visit family. I do had a, a little bit of uh, family over there. I ain't trying to go north of the river to be harassed. And mm-hmm. yes, North Little Rock. Fred, no. we didn't go to North Little Rock. We I mean, hey, North, North Little Rock still has issues. A couple of years ago, it was a video of a cop um assaulting a black man that was a couple of years ago because last year wasn't bradley blackshire go ahead with the bullshit are we ready <laughs> uh, okay all right so our game tonight we're gonna do some code switching oh so nice. i'm going to read sentences Welcome. that we that we would have amongst each other and you have to translate it for other people <laughs> Are you re- are you ready? Sure. All right. <clears throat> how you, how your mom and them doing? How is everyone? How are you and your family doing? Okay. <laughs> you know what? Okay, I want you, this next one I want you to translate like if you were replying to an email um Ooh. or if you got a you got to do it in person. You got me effed up. Per our previous conversation, we discussed XYZ. Thus, I expected, or my expectation was XYZ. Since that was not the conclusion, I must XYZ, please see email below where I told you what to do. That's a lot of words. Um, Thank you for your feedback. However, I believe that there's been a miscommunication. I would like for you to go back and reread the previous email. And if there are any questions, please feel free to reach out to me via insert phone number. Per our conversation. You got me effed up. Okay. It's just a few folks gathering together. Who all gonna be there? Okay, I can't read the policy. I need to know who gonna be there. I couldn't there. write. I couldn't even speak. I couldn't even, <laughs> literally, all I heard was who all gonna be there. Like, I couldn't even change it. I didn't even, what do you say? What? What is, I don't, I who's switched. going? Who's going? Okay. It's just a few of us getting together. Who's on the invite oh, list? I'm sorry, I can't even think past who all. <laughs> 
It's a small get together in my home or at the restaurant where it was done. It's a small get together. <laughs> like that's all I can cook because I'm, I'm really trying to figure out who I'm going because I may not come anyway. So it's irrelevant what the cold switch is going to be. All right, last code switch. But for real though, I have up, I, Janelle I, said, I already told you. <laughs> my last. She said, purr. Catch these hands emojis. Okay. Or you can call me and get it verbally. Either way. Either way. Okay. They call you verbally. How do you say you got me effed up and they call you? <clears throat> Hello? This, this is Amber. That's it. You should know to come correct after that. They know, like, after, like, because no, no, I'll do that in the middle of a conversation. Like, let you have said something dumb. Hello? Uh -uh, it's Amber. It's Amber. Okay. So I'm like, Hi, I was expecting your phone call. So let's go ahead and clarify this matter because I believe that there's been a miscommunication on your end and I have time to clarify any point that is foggy for you. I love the clear clarify and per my last are like, that's them two things where you're like, oh hell, I'm in trouble now. All right, last one. But for real though, I'll highlight you this week. I'm probably gonna call you back next month. Oh, no, um, I'll return. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was just cold switching. Um, not responding to him. Um, <laughs> can you repeat that one? I'm sorry. But for real though, I'll highlight you next week. I'll get back to it at my earliest convenience. Let's schedule something early next week. I love y'all. <laughs> right. like this week, I'm a little frazzled this week. Are you free or are you available early next week? Let's do lunch. Oh, okay. So I heard this on one of my Zoom calls and now I'm that person. You know, I have a lot on my plate right now. So let's circle back on this next week. I'm a circle back person. I didn't realize that. I was like, ah. Not the circle back. I am that person. I don't want I'm to. A good, now I'm good for tabling something. Can we table this until I'm good for a table? Mm-hmm. Can we agree to yes? I, I like. Oh, that was another one for you. Got me effed up. You know what? Let's table this right now because we're gonna agree to disagree and we'll we'll come. I don't do agree to disagree. Oh, okay, I'm not agreeing to disagree. To disagree? <laughs> Especially nope. if it's a compliance issue, we either gonna do it right or my. That's it. Like you're gonna agree because what I said was accurate. So no, no, no. We need to get on a. Ain't no like you can still go out of outside of the compliance realm. I'm okay with that. I'm just not gonna sign it, and I'm gonna document it as such, and I'm gonna move on with my life because I got 200 and some cases on my load. So because like you ain't got to agree, but we gonna agree. Like you, you can be bad. Not do. <laughs> oh, I don't have time to be going back and forth with these people. Oh, I love it. All right, that's the end of my game. Uh, Dree, can you tell people how to find us, how to listen to us? Oh, we at that part. Hold on. We at that part. <laughs> um, I can tell the people uh, just real quickly that um, this weekend, should you be looking for viewing pleasure, you'll yeah. be able to find my TEDx talk on the YouTube TEDx channel. The speech is labeled kind and colorblind. Starting tomorrow, you'll definitely be able to see it. Check her out. Her TEDx was dope, y'all. If you don't check it out, you're you missing out. Get your life blessed. All right, Dree is going to tell you how to find us on social media, engage in the conversation, hit us up. We want to hear from y'all. 
So we're on social media as Business and Bullshit. We're on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. We're here Thursdays, typically at 8 p.m. live with a different topic. You can find us on the following um, platforms, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Go ahead and um, go to social media right now and like us. We're going to wait on y'all because we know y'all going to do it. (laughs) Yes. And I'm a little choked. But we and know next y'all week, next week, we talking about sex, baby. Let's talk about you and me. Let's talk about I mean, all you. We don't have to. We don't have. To okay, talk. we're not gonna sing the whole song. So no, she can sing the song. It's just okay. we gonna talk about me and you sexing. You know. Okay. So yes, next week we're gonna get into some the sex. Let's talk about sex. So make sure y'all come back, and it's going into Memorial Day weekend. So y'all make sure y'all come back now. All right, as we get ready to wrap up, ladies, what are you reading? What are you currently reading in quarantine or just period? The sequel to A Blade So Black, which is a Alice in Wonderland um, story set with black characters, like it's a black Alice in Wonderland. So I'm reading the sequel, which is A Dream So Dark. Okay. Dream, what are you reading? I'm reading Can't Hurt Me by David Goggins. It's like, y'all read the book. Get through the first two pack, the first two or three chapters. It's 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 traumatic at first. I'm not gonna lie. But it's a book that's, you know, helps you get through um past the motivation, but to where you're actually doing things. Like you have these goals and not just, oh, how to accomplish goals. Like this person was has been in the Air Force and the Navy. Um, and he's very raw. He's very real. Um, I'm listening to it on Audible. So he has another person reading it. But um, they had like a, a question and answer afterwards. And I hear this man voice. And when the person reading, I'm like, they cursing and care. I mean, like, it's not like just random profanity, but it's real deep. Um, not really self-help. It's like either you're going to do it or you ain't. But if you're going to do it, this is how you do it. Right. And... Right. I'm currently reading, um, you know, they, they all, um, I, I love the titles. Um, I'm currently reading Harry Potter year four because I wasn't allowed to read Harry Potter growing up. So I am catching up um, and I feel like this is about to take me on some twists and turns. So I'm like excited and I've managed to avoid all spoilers up until this point. Um, so that's what <laughs> I am. He's going to hell right now. <laughs> I'm probably going to be in there with you serving. Come you. on. Come but. on. Because <laughs> of my life choices. But All know. right. And coworkers, uh, let's hear from you. Let us know. What are you reading? Drop it in the comments. Tweet us. Use hashtag BB3. Um, go to our Instagram. Let us know what you're reading. Um, give some book recommendations. We're in quarantine, so we need them. And um, to wrap up the show, right now, we're going to do a moment of silence for Brianna Taylor and any other of us that have gone on to be an ancestor. So let's take a minute. All right, so as we get ready to go, we hope that you have a great rest of the week and weekend. And again, this is Business to Bullshit. We are three women. Three perspectives. One podcast. 
All right, y'all have a great night. Bye. Thanks for coming, coworkers. Love y'all.